Mike DeWine offers a school reopening plan that fulfills his promise to have no surprises. DeWine also creates a coronavirus alert system for Ohio, but it carries no mandatory rules and appears to put the battle against the coronavirus into local government hands. Ohio's urban counties are where the spread is worst. It's the Wake Up, the morning news briefing from Cleveland.com and The Plain Dealer. For Friday, July 3rd, I'm the editor, Chris Quinn. Ohio Governor Mike DeWine finally delivered on his long-standing promise to offer guidelines for reopening schools this fall during the pandemic, and the guidelines contain no surprises. Students will be monitored for symptoms and sent home if they have any. Schools must offer ample opportunities for hand-washing and sanitizing for students and staff. Schools must practice social distancing, and teachers and staff will have to wear masks or face shields. Students from third grade on up will have recommendations that they wear them. DeWine is leaving it to school districts on how or whether they bring students back, meaning they can decide whether the students come back full-time, part-time, or not at all. He also noted the difficulty of keeping children safe in school buses and recommended mask wearing there, too. Ohio Governor Mike DeWine announced a new alert system for rating the state's counties for the threat level of the coronavirus. He bases the ratings on sustained increases in new cases, community spread of the virus, outpatient doctor visits, emergency room visits, hospital admissions, and other factors. It breaks the state down into four threat levels, although no Ohio county is now in the most severe ranking when people are advised to leave home only for necessary supplies and services. The rankings carry no mandatory rules like mask wearing. DeWine said we are now in the phase of learning to live with the virus threat, and he did not issue any new mandatory restrictions to slow the virus's spread. The onset of fresh coronavirus cases reported by the state is running nearly three times as high in Ohio's five biggest counties combined than the rest of the state. The biggest driver is Hamilton County, home to Cincinnati, but rates of new cases far exceed the statewide average in three of the other four counties with at least 500,000 people, Cuyahoga, Franklin, and Montgomery. Summit County is the only one with at least a half million people where the per capita rate of new cases is below the statewide average, an analysis by Cleveland.com found. In the five large counties combined, there have been 157 cases per 100,000 people in the last three weeks. For the smaller 83 counties combined, the rate is 56 cases per 100,000 people. When deciding how much a convicted criminal defendant must pay in court costs, Ohio judges don't have to consider whether the defendant can afford to pay, the Ohio Supreme Court ruled Thursday. But Chief Justice Maureen O'Connor called on the legislature to change the law so that judges do consider the ability to pay. Under Ohio law, anyone convicted of a crime must pay court costs, which in criminal trials can often be thousands of dollars. State law gives judges power to waive, suspend, or modify those costs, but the law doesn't list any criteria that judges can use to determine if or how they do so. Writing for the 5-2 majority, Justice Pat DeWine held that because the law is silent on whether courts must consider a defendant's ability to pay, 
the state's high court shouldn't engage in judicial activism and create such a requirement. Douglas Dykes, Cuyahoga County's former human resources chief, pleaded guilty Thursday to two misdemeanor charges of obstructing official business and received a two-year probation sentence. Dykes also vowed to cooperate in the long-running corruption probe into the jail and county government, as well as any future cases. Dykes entered a plea deal that saw all felony charges against him dropped. The 55-year-old was indicted in January 2019 on felony charges of theft in office and tampering with records, as well as obstructing official business and misdemeanor falsification charges. The theft charge never seemed to make sense because it involved him giving a $15,000 bonus to a job recruit with his boss's approval. Neither Dykes nor anyone close to him received anything out of the alleged theft, and prosecutors were unable to come up with a single precedent for using a felony theft charge as they were here. Dykes pleaded guilty to one count of obstructing official business related to the payment and one count related to his submitting a cashier's check with the recruit's name on it to repay the bonus. He resigned shortly after submitting the check. Thanks for listening to The Wake Up. Have a fun and safe 4th of July holiday weekend and come on back for another roundup of the news first thing Monday.